Blog Talk Radio. This is the Body of Christ Church, inviting you to our virtual living room, where we discuss today's issues and how those issues relate to the Holy Scriptures. So sit back, relax, and engage in conversation with us. Good afternoon, brothers and sisters. The Most High in the name of Christ bless you. I am Yesiah, and welcome to our virtual living room where we examine recent events as they pertain to the Holy Scriptures. This week uh, we have uh, a subject that is really close to every one of us, especially if you have children. If you don't have children, you've definitely been a child at some point in your life. Uh, We're going to discuss child discipline and corporal punishment. Uh, to uh, aid in that discussion, we have uh, three brothers here that have come a long way to join us in the virtual living room. Coming all the way from Buffalo, New York, we have Kakongo Bar. Most high hey, Christ sir. bless you, brother. How you doing? Hey, Sean. Most high brother. And also coming all the way from Atlanta, Georgia, we have Brother Kadar. How are you today, brother? Hi, brother. Most high Christ bless you all. And coming all the way from the United Kingdom, all the way across the big pond, we have Brother Kadiawa. Shalom, Brother Most High Christ bless you. Hey, Shalom, Most High Christ bless you. Always a pleasure. <laughs> Always a pleasure, Brother. It's, it's great hearing your voice again. Um, there was an article that uh, Brother Kazakia uh, found, uh, I think it was online. It's from a Texas newspaper. And the article was about a Texas Justice of the Peace that is being sued in court. And the reason why he's being sued is being bought by the parents of a 14-year-old girl. And uh, what happened is uh, the, um, the, the the justice of the peace, uh, the girl was skipping school, and he gave the parents an option, you know, for her skipping school. I guess she was truant. And uh, the options were either they could paddle her in court or they could pay a $500 fine. So uh, the parents chose the option of paddling her in court. That's exactly what happened. So now they uh, come back and and file suit. Okay. So there are two things that uh, you know I want to discuss today. First is uh, was the justice of the peace was he justified in the of giving them those options? And the second thing uh, is regarding should corporal punishment ever be used? Okay. And uh, Congo Bar, I guess I'll start with you. I think you're familiar with that article. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Okay. Now, one of the things that uh, that was brought out in the suit is that the parents said that uh, under the circumstances, you know, they had to choose between uh, in those options. If they were to pay the five hundred dollars, they would pay that, and they would not be able to eat because they just didn't have that kind of money. So they really didn't have any options. The only option he left them was uh, to spank her, which is corporal punishment, of course. And uh, they, they cite that the child experienced humiliation, uh, mental anguish, uh, emotional scars, and all those kinds of things. You know, teenage girls especially, you know, there's a lot of peer pressure and all that. So in, in light of that, uh, would, you, would you say that the, the justice of the peace uh, was not uh, in line when he uh, it gave them those options? Well, the justice of the peace has the authority to mete out justice according to this world, world as he sees fit. Because when you look into um, 
uh, Romans, the 13th chapter. I'll just read it real quick. It reads, um, Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers, for there is no power but of God, the powers that he are ordained of God. Whosoever therefore resisteth the power, resisteth the ordinance of God, and they that resist shall receive to themselves their nation. For the rulers are not a church of good works, but to evil. Wilt thou then not be afraid of the power? Do that which is good, and thou shalt have praise of the same. The reason that um, they were in that situation and coming under the uh, jurisdiction of the powers is because the parents weren't dealing with what the Lord said we should do in the first place because obviously they have a control issue with that. I guess she was a 15-year-old girl? 14. She's 15 now. She was 14 at the time. So the reason they fell into that situation whether justice is a peace according to the state or the country, if he's a U.S. justice, he can declare uh, and meet out sentences because that's within his power. But the, the point to this whole thing is, is uh, I'll read the scripture on what should have been done because the justices of this world or the, the powers that be of this world, they set up court systems. And you go before the judge, you have to deal with whatever sentence that they need out. But one of the things, though, that um, the parents could have done, I'm going to read the scripture in Proverbs 13. Bear with me while I'm getting it. Proverbs 13, I'll read verse um, 24. That's it a says, good one. He that spareth his rod hateth his son, but he that loveth him chasteneth him time. So when you look at that word be times, it means you catch them early. Discipline starts with a child when they are very, very young. You start to show them, just like the Mosai deals with his children, by discipline he showed, we show them and instruct them on the do's and the don'ts, what's right and wrong. So if they had been dealing with their now 15-year-old daughter in the stance that the Mosai said that we should do, doing it early, because that's love. That's why it says if we don't, we show that we hate our children. But when we do it early, we're doing it right. We catch it right. Right. So okay. So that's, that's what we have to understand. When we get in that court system, man, we looking for whatever these cats do. You know, and they have a remedy according to the system to sue, but they would have never been in that predicament if they would have followed the counsel of wisdom of the Lord. Okay. Okay. Uh, Brother uh, Kadar, uh, the scriptures tells us in Romans chapter 13 that we have to obey the laws of the land. Uh, many parents are afraid to spank their children because they feel they are breaking the law and will be arrested. Uh, do you have any idea how true that is? Well, as far as um, as far as the confines of the scriptures and dealing with the scriptures and beating your children, the Most High set it up perfectly so that. When you discipline your children according to the scriptures, you won't be in conflict with the law. Because as the brothers just put it, the scriptures said obey um, the powers that be, and it goes on to say that rulers are not a terror to good works, meaning when you're doing things according to the scriptures, that the rulers of this world aren't going to come against you. Go to Ecclesiastes chapter 30, and I'm going to go down to verse, Go down to verse 30, um, 30, verse 11. I'm going to start up at 9, actually. This is Ecclesiastes chapter 30, verse 9. 
Talk of thy child, and he shall make thee afraid. Stay with him, and he will bring thee to heaviness. Have not with him, lest thou have sorrow with him, and lest thou gnash thy teeth in the end. Give him no liberty in his youth, and wake not at his follies. Part. Bow down his neck while he is young. Keep him on the sides while he is a child. Lest he wax stubborn and be disobedient unto thee, so bring sorrow to thine heart. So the scriptures tell us that when we chastise our children, that we're to beat them where? On the side. That means on their backside, on their behind. And when you beat them according to that, not beating them in anger and other scriptures that we'll probably go into, that when you're beating them on the sides and correcting them and chastising them according to what the scriptures say, then you're not going outside of the law. But when you start going into things, you're punching them in the mouth, you slapping them, you hitting them with different things that you shouldn't be hitting them with, hitting them with hammers. Now you fall into the judgment of the um, of the uh, people of this land, and through your disobedience to the Most High and how we're supposed to chastise our children, now you're able to fall into the court systems of America and be judged if you've done evil. Okay, so uh, what you're suggesting then is that uh, possibly if there's some uh, physical damage done, bruises or welts or something like that, that you may open yourself to be investigated. Is that right? That's absolutely correct. Because okay. if you're beating them on the sides like the scriptures say, first of all, there's not going to be welts and stuff to be seen outside of, of the normal thing. They're not going to see bruises on their eyes, on their arms, all over their legs and things of that nature. They're just going to have that spanking on their butt. And, and contrary to popular belief, in the states, there is laws that that all the states say that it's okay to give corporal punishment to your children. But they consider the bruising and the welts and that stuff, that's what they consider abuse. But just to give your child a thinking, that is not illegal. Okay. Right. Even in the U.K., huh? in the United Kingdom, in England, I was just it's, about to ask it's, you. Lawful, <laughs> it's lawful for you to, to chastise your child or correct your child is a corporal punishment. The Bible says beat them on the sides. There's no there's no law. It's the same thing goes for here, is that if you beat your child there's bruises and stuff like that. It, but what they say it specifies that you use the open hand to beat them and they really don't want you to beat them with like an instrument. But as long as you beat them with your hand and there's no bruises, then that's is specifically stated in their law that that's what you do. Okay. Uh, let, let me ask you a good one because, you know, I watch, you know, a number of different shows and documentaries and so forth here in the United States. But in the U.K., uh, do you see the same stuff, you know, where you have uh, psychologists that have studied, you know, uh, child development and so forth, and they have come to uh, conclusions that uh, corporate, corporal punishment, you know, spanking children is actually bad for them, that it actually leaves them damaged and sometimes leads to them, uh, being criminals and so on and so forth. Have you have you uh, seen any studies of that type in the UK? Well, actually, it's a big debate over here in the the English government and what they call the European Parliament. Was actually been cases where they've took like certain church groups to court, and these church groups are bringing out the same same similar scriptures and proverbs about beating your child and correcting them, and and they've won. And I've seen instances where it's come up in, like, the U.K. Parliament, and you have, just like you said, certain liberals and 
they bring out their portals to damage the children. But it seems like the the more older generation that they're dealing with more in line with the scriptures. And you see there's a lot of problems over here in the UK. There's like so many stabbings and kids getting killed is for this specific reason. Why? Because their parents are cocking them, cockering them, playing with them. And that's where everyone's afraid of children today. We're 13, 14, 15. They don't want to discipline them. They don't want to deal with them. And so what what do they turn around? They turn around to be little devils and demons because okay. they're not catching them when they're young and conquering them and giving them the beatings on the side, like the Bible says for them to do. Can, can you just I, brought up a point there about, about conquering, and I, I want to mm-hmm. get back to that point. But before we go there, um, uh, essentially what a lot of these psychologists uh, and the sociologists and so forth are, are, are inferring, are, are they're stating outright, is that, you know, they, they know about the things that have been written in the scriptures, okay? And they know that, you know, this is the way that things been done over the ages. But, you know, because they have done all these studies and all that, they're now looking at those things as being obsolete, that there is a, they, they have proven methods that you can use uh, other than actually striking your child. Uh, wouldn't you agree or, or, or would you disagree that, uh, you know, those methods uh, could be used so that you don't have to strike your child ever? <laughs> um, I disagree because I've, I've did a little bit of study and research on these so-called psychologists, and one of the actual methods is, is okay, your child is bad, get some cold water and throw it on him. <laughs> so now <laughs> not only do you got a, a angry and rebellious child, but now you got a wet child and you got to go and change their clothes. See, the word of the Lord is right, and man is wrong, okay? Man is lying, and they've always been wrong, but the scriptures have always been right. Okay. All right, uh, Kakam Kabardis, you, you had, yeah, yes, absolutely, brother, please. Uh, I'm going to read the scripture that the brother just quoted. I'll read it, and then I'll go to another scripture about the psychology Thank you, brother. and their father. It says, uh, Psalms 33 and 4. For the word of the Lord is right, and all his works are done in truth. So now, who are we supposed to believe, man or the Lord? We're supposed to believe the Lord. So if the Lord told us to whoop them, guess what? That's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to beat that behind when they need it. Now, just like the brothers brought out, we're supposed to make sure that we're doing it according to the admonition of the Lord and not going into our own anger and wrath. But here's a, here's a scripture for the psychologists that got their method. It tells you right here, Proverbs 23:13. It says, Withhold not correction from the child, for if thou beatest him with the rod, he shall not die. Thou shalt beat him with the rod and shalt deliver his soul from hell. So what it's telling you is that when you're dealing with them and disciplining them based on the scriptures and you beating them, like the scriptures say, ain't nothing going to happen to that child. If you're doing it according to the Lord, it tells you right there, he is not going to die. As a matter of fact, okay. the benefit yeah. is he's going to be able to distinguish from right from wrong and good consequences and bad consequences based on his actions. Okay, great great scripture there. But now you, you, you beat him and he won't die. That gives a lot of room for a lot of stuff to happen short of death. You know, I, I remember, uh, well, this this kid actually did die, and it wasn't from a beating, but uh, I, I read a story about three weeks ago where these parents had actually tied, tied their, uh, I guess he's about 13 years old, tied their son up outside to a tree 
for about three days. You know, for, for the first couple of days to go out and check on him, and he was okay. You know, he was still alive. Uh, but the third day they went to check on him, and he wasn't responding. And by the time they called the paramedics and got him to the hospital, he was dead. So obviously that is, you know, an extreme that you shouldn't go through, obviously, because here, here the child is dead. But where between, you know, just a couple of light taps on the, on the behind, you know, that you would do for, you know, a toddler, and going to that extreme, where, where's, the, where's the line? Where do you, when do you know that, you know, this, this is as far as I can go? I can't go any farther than this and, and strike my child. Well, the scriptures is the scriptures is a guide. We, I mean, we we pretty much read it. I read it again. It says in verse eleven, it says, "Give him no liberty in his youth, and weak not at his follies." Meaning, you're not going to overlook the wrong things that he do. Bow down his neck while he is young, when he's a child. Now, when he's thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, now he's an adult. You got to put and put a handgun to his head and pistol whip him because now it's going to be least effective. Well, that you got to get him while they're young. It says, right. beat him on the sides while he is a child. So the line is already drawn in the sand, according to the scriptures. If you're going outside of that, then that's where it becomes dangerous. you got to stay in the scope and the focus of what the scriptures are saying. The scriptures didn't say, look, tie him up, leave him outside for sleep deprivation, and, and, and don't feed him. Because then that's when you're going to get... Um, uh, all these different child organizations, KFAX or, or social welfare coming to your door because that's abuse. Okay. All right. Well, I'll, I'll give you an example uh, from my personal life. Um, I feel good about it on one hand, but on the other hand, I, you know, I, I feel a little bit bad about it because, you know, I went, probably I know I went further than I wanted to go, but I don't know how I could have avoided it. My um, stepdaughter, she was probably about 10 years old. And uh, she was basically what we term here as a latchkey kid. You know, she came home from school, went back home, and I didn't get home for a couple of hours. So her instructions were not to answer the telephone, to call me immediately at work so I know she's at home, okay, and then to stay in the house, don't answer the door, don't open the windows, those kinds of things, right? So, you know, she did that okay for, you know, maybe a couple of days, a couple of weeks or whatever, and then one day I got home and she was nowhere to be found. I had to go looking for her. So obviously I was very upset by about that because you know you, you, how many times you hear about children being kidnapped. So I, right. I explained to her, you know, what she'd done, how it was wrong, and uh, why she can't do that anymore, and what was going to happen if she did it again. And the consequences was I was going to tear into, her. I was going to beat her. Okay. So, you know, a, a little while later, same thing happens again. So I and and and, and the, my my approach to uh, whippings, especially if she's ten years old, is I don't want to do it often, okay. But when I do it, I want to do it so that you're going to remember it and you're not going to go that route again, okay. Right. So when 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 I when I whipped her, accidentally, she ended up having whips, okay. Now whether that was uh, as a result of me just being too forceful. Or whether she was just the type of person that would help easy, I don't know. But I felt kind of bad about that. But I knew the punishment had to be done. Otherwise, she was going to be putting herself in danger. Okay? So a couple of weeks after that or sometime after that, she did it again. And I did the same thing again and even piled more punishment on top of that where she was not allowed to watch television, not allowed to, to visit anyone, wasn't allowed to have any visitors, that kind of thing. And uh, that was the last time it happened. She didn't have any more problems with that. Um, so my, my question is, did I go too far, you know, because she had she had the little whelps. You know, is, is that too far? Is that where the dividing line is? 
or is that okay to have you know little whelps or bruises that incidentally come along with a whipping? Yeah, well, I mean, you, you're getting licks on your body, behind and forceful. It, it may leave, you know, redness or whatever, but that's going to instantly heal from from redness to broken limbs or internal bleeding. That's far and that's far between. Is she fine? Oh, yeah, Is your she daughter fine? Oh, Is yeah, she, she walking? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so, I mean, you you seen, okay, maybe, okay, maybe I hit a little too hard, but it wasn't it wasn't anything that caused her damage, and that's really what, what these government officials are looking for, some kind of lasting damage. And that's what they say in the U.K. They say it's okay they have, like, a little redness or bruises, but is it lasting? Okay. Because if it's lasting, that means it was it was – Far more damage than just a few licks. Right, where there's like you a understand. scar below. Yes. Right. So just a few little welts on the butt, they're going to get that. But if it's there for 30 days, 40 days, you did some serious damage. You just want you know, little tap, bam, bam, bam. You you went crazy, just like the brother was saying before. You know, you went into your own rage, your own mind. But right. you didn't do that. You was in control. Yeah, you. the scripture says be angry, but said not. So you gave her licks like the scriptures prescribed for you to be done. She got a little welts, but she's alive. She didn't die, just like the brother read the scripture before. See, a lot of people, they go into, that That will stop them actually from chastising, correcting their child. Also, I'll read this scripture. With the chastising and the correction, you're supposed to teach them. You're not just supposed to, to beat them because a lot of, especially black people, I, I specify black people or our people, Israel, They'll beat the hell out of their children, but they won't give them no correction. The child doesn't know what happened, why they got beat, or they may have an inclination, but they don't have a better understanding of what they've done, what they done, and now what they're supposed to do in the future. So I read this. This is Proverbs 29 and 15. It says, "The rod and reproof give wisdom." So with the rod, with the child beat with the rod, you're supposed to correct them according to the scriptures. And show them where they're going wrong, and out of love, give them that that those licks on their on their sides, not out of hatred and malice. Or oh, I got this child, and they're really getting on my nerves. I'm just gonna beat them. Now they've done something wrong. I'm gonna beat the hell out of them. No, that's not what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to beat them out of love, so they will know what's right. They'll be able to tell the difference between right and wrong, and that we can also have rest. But we're supposed to teach them, and that's what you see happening to a lot of parents. They're not dealing with the Bible. They're not dealing with the Scriptures. So now they got these holy terrors, and they wonder why, because they're demons themselves. They're not dealing in the right spirit themselves, and they're looking at, why is my child such a demon? Okay. Let, let me just uh, make a short announcement here. To those listening in, you may stop by the virtual living room to ask questions or make comments by calling 646 716 7749. Uh, the uh, the question I have now is for uh, Brother uh, Kadar. Um, you know, Gadaiwan uh, did a very good job of giving us a, a, a perspective from the UK, and I would imagine that the the, uh, the laws and so forth in that case are quite a, uh, very much. But Kadar, do you know uh, you know if, if there's much of a difference here in the United States? If a child has uh, welts or bruises on them that you know will be gone in two or three days or so. Um, and 
Well, looking at the same thing, it was basically the same thing here. Um, mainly, I talked to school psycho- not psychologists, but social workers. They basically say, listen, there's nothing wrong with spanking your children. You're allowed to discipline them as long as those bruises don't show all over their body. And then also they tell you that they can't pull down their underwear to check their behinds for their whoopings or anything. So you can't go into a school and your child says, hey, I've been getting a spanking, and then they say, well, let me pull down your underwear let me see. So it's the beauty in how the Most High gave us the scriptures and told us how to discipline the children. That's why if we stay within that, and as the brother brought out, easy, angry, and sin not in Ephesians 4 and um, 26, when you're dealing with your children, then that's how you're supposed to deal. You're not supposed to if something happens and the child just vexes you. Because that happens sometimes. A child mm-hmm. might do something, and in that instant, when it happens, it catches you. You have to stay in the spirit as the parent or the person that's following the Lord and not retaliate or strike immediately out of the spirit. They might say something to you that's way out of order. Very disrespectful, according to the scriptures. You're not supposed to reach across and smack them dead in the mouth. Because now if they have a bust slip and they go to school, now you're in trouble. You're getting arrested. Right. Okay. Let me let me ask you a question along that same line. Um, it sounds to me like what you're saying is that um, it, it, as long as you're doing things within the confines of the scriptures, which, which also has to be in the confines of the law, Okay, so they can't pull pull their uh, pants down and examine their buttocks, all right? But so they have welts or bruises on, say, their arms or their legs that they're wearing, dresses and short pants or something like that, then you kind of open yourself up to being possibly investigated. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. Okay, all right. Yeah, I wanted to go back on, uh, I want to hit a scripture on something I said about, you know, these Children that are bad, you know, the parents need to examine themselves. This is uh, Ecclesiasticus, the 41st chapter and the 5th verse. It says, the children of sinners are abominable children, and they are conversant in the dwelling of ungodly. So it says, the children of sinners are abominable children. So if you're sinning, you you commit an act against the Bible, against the scriptures, against the law, statute, commandments that's written in the Bible, then what do you expect your children are going to be? Your children are going to be unclean. Here the father comes home. He's no good. He's cursing. He's smacking up the mother. The mother, she's going to the club on the weekend. The father's smoking weed. He's selling drugs. What do you expect your child to be? Mm-hmm. They're going to be exactly or a replica of what the parents are doing. So it's not a hard thing to see. What, what do people have to do? What do parents have to do? They have to clean themselves up. Then they'll be able to deal in the right spirit to deal with their children. And furthermore, I wanted to uh, bring this one thing out because it said about the the girl, she felt humiliated. Mm-hmm. So for all the so-called uh scholarly people out there that they don't deal with the scriptures. When you look at the word humiliation, the base word, the the Latin word, the origin is going into humilitas, which means to humble. So it goes right back to what we're saying, bow down his neck while while he is young. With that bow down his neck is humble them down to what? To the scriptures. That bowing down their neck is making them obedient to the Father, to the Mother. That's that's humility. 
And that's what Christ was teaching, that what? We have that spirit of humility to humble ourselves to the most high. And humbling ourselves to the most high is honoring our father and our mother. So humiliation, the actual the word, the definition of humiliation is a, a painful loss of pride. <laughs> so that's what the licks are. It makes you lose your pride. I want to do what I want to do. That's that self-willed child. I'm a, no, okay. You're going to get a painful loss of your pride and learn to listen to do what you're told to do. Now, all these people and scholars are like, oh, well, you know, the child and they just experiment. When they grow up and now they're a damn drug dealer, a thief, a murder, a vagabond, they're looking right back at who? The parents. Well, why didn't you deal with this child? Well, the Bible's telling you how to deal with your child. Beat them on their backside while they're young, and then they will learn to be humble, obedient, first to their parents, to the Most High in Christ, and then they won't have a problem with the police when the police pull them over. It'll be, yes, sir, no, sir. It won't be, get out of my face. Why you pulling me over for? This is all about slavery. They won't do that. I've been pulled over by the police, and I have no problem on my way within minutes. And you know what? Uh, just to, to touch on that point a little bit more, as far as going into the school, the psychologists and their opinions and everything they said, um, this is Proverbs twenty-two fifteen. It says, "Foolishness is bound in the heart of a child." So the foolishness that we know is all the things that are contrary to the scriptures, talking about children being disrespectful, about children going out there doing lewd things, about children stealing, everything that's contrary to the scriptures, and just all the foolishness in the way that they conduct themselves that's not right and misbehave. That foolishness is bound in the heart of a child. When they grow up, those are the things that are on their mind, but that's not what's supposed to continue in their mind as they grow up. That's why it says, but the rod of correction shall drive it far from him. It said the rod of correction shall drive it far from him, and that's what this world calls corporal punishment. So it's telling you that time out will drive it far from him. Not throwing cold water will drive it far from him. Not just having a talk. Having a talk and teaching them, yeah, that's fine, but that has to be coupled with the chastisement that the Lord says we have to have. That's what's going to drive it far from them. All these other methods that people come up with is contrary to the scriptures, and that's why we have the children going about doing the things that they're doing today, having sex at 10 years old, growing up to the saying that they want to be um, in love with men from 8 years old, and all those type of things, stealing, breaking into houses at 7 and 6. They had guys on 60 Minutes that could break into a car in less than two minutes that was 8 years old. Wow. That foolishness happens because we're not correcting our children the way the Lord says. Right. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Kukungabar. There there was uh some mention of a scripture, uh I think it was in Ecclesiasticus, uh uh about conquering a child, playing with a child. Mm-hmm. Um, could you expound more on, on, on what that is? Because, I mean, I, I don't believe that's saying that you never play around with your child, but, you know, there's something else to that. You don't, it's not, not a situation where you can't sit down and play Monopoly or, or toss a ball to your child or something like that. It's, that's not what it's saying, or is it? No, it's not talking about uh, you having a good time or, like the scripture saying, you know, men and women sport together and you playing with your children and whatnot. 
It's talking about do not, because I, I believe that scripture says winking at his fathers, right? Or does yeah, this, this, yeah, it's the one. Um, it says. Uh, that's 11. We are 11. I'll read it for you. It says, Conquer thy child, and he shall make thee afraid. Play with him, and he will bring thee to heaviness. That's read verse 9. Yeah, Ecclesiastes 30, verse 9. Read verse 11. It says, give him no liberty in his youth, and wink not at his follies. That's what the plan with them is talking about. Just like you gave your personal situation where you said your stepdaughter didn't listen, and she did something real dangerous, right? Right. So now, the first time, it probably was a stern warning. The second time, there was what? A harsher punishment with the rod, right? Right. The third time, there was harsh punishment with the rod, plus more harsh restrictions, right? Right. So now, if you would have just said, well, that's just her, that's what she's doing, that's what is going into plan with her. You know what I mean? Right. Every time you stepped it up, so she got the point. You understand? Right. So it don't mean playing catch or playing ball. It means playing and winking at this person's folly life is nothing. You know? Right. For that's example, if, if a kid were to say something disrespectful, and then everybody around laughed about it. Exactly. Example. Exactly. That's a good example, right? Hey, you know what? While I while I got the floor, can I touch on something that the brother had brought out? Sure, about absolutely. The parents getting themselves right and dealing with the children, because here in um, Buffalo, upstate New York, um, black on black crime is like it's open season, like it's hunting season. That you know. For the month of uh, June to August, it's okay to shoot young black men. Because they're killing each other like they all got legal passes to do it. But And these are young men, 14, 15, 16, 17 years old, right? They're mm-hmm. dropping one or two a day right now. So it goes back to what the brother was saying, because now you hear people like preachers and people quote this scripture. It's in Proverbs 22, verse 6. It says, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. So now, when you look at that scripture, people always want that. This is what it's talking about, how a grandfather raised him, this, that, and the other. It's not talking about that. What it's talking about, I'm going to go to another scripture and bring out what it's talking about. And this is the ultimate problem because if you can't teach something that you don't understand and you're not doing yourself. So this is the thing. This is what it is. I'm going to go to Psalms 78. Just bear with me for a second. I'm going to read from verses 5 to 7. Okay. Well, I'll 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 start at verse 1. It says, Give ear, O O my people, to my law. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. So he's talking to the Israelites, right? I'm going to jump to verse 5. It says, For he established a testimony of Jacob and appointed a law on Israel, which he commanded our fathers, that they should make them known to their children, that the generation to come might know them, even the children which should be born, who should arise and declare them to their children, that they might set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments. So now what you're seeing is this is a perpetual thing that should have happened within our people in our nation. As the generations came forth, were born, what should they have been learning? What should they have been trained in? What should they have been trained in the admonition of the Lord? Based on what? Simply put, learning how to do and keep his commandments. 
That's what we should be training our children. Now, the legacy of us going away from that is what we see now in the U.K. They're not doing it with guns, but they sure is doing it with knives. I'm looking at news reports on the Internet, 18, 18 bodies here recently, all stabbed up. Now they're coming up with some legislation to stop knives, just like they come up with all these laws to stop gun violence. Uh-huh. It ain't going to be a law that's going to stop it. It's going to be our people that's doing these vile things, return it to their Lord and understanding simple things that don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Thou shalt not kill. Love your brother. These are the commandments of the Lord. These are the things that we're supposed to be training our children in, that they teach it to their children, their children teach it to their children, and then it's a perpetual thing among our people living in harmony and the peace of the Lord. Okay. I want uh, to read another part of this article that Kazaki brought to us. Uh, and this is another incident that actually occurred back in 2002 regarding uh, the courtroom and spanking, okay? It says, in, in 2002, the commission recommended a Montgomery County Justice of the Peace who had suggested a boy in his court needed a good butt dusting. When the boy's foster parents said he was not allowed to spank the child, the judge provided a paddle and said he could, he could do it with the court's permission. The commission looked at it as an order and concluded, while judges have some discretion to order various methods of appropriate discipline for children who misbehave at school, including ordering community service, they have no authority to order a foster parent to paddle his or her foster children. So reading that, it just brings to, to question Outside the parents, the actual blood parents of, of of children, who has the authority to actually paddle them? You know, um, I think uh, one one thing that has been brought out recently about the scriptures is, that, and that is, is that if you don't follow the scriptures, uh, that in regard to the people that are around you, that you're not demonstrating love to them. So, say say for example, I were out walking through my neighborhood. And I saw uh, an eight-year-old doing something that he really is not supposed to do. And if it's my child, he would get a spanking. Should I spank that child or not? Should I spank him and take him to his parents and tell them, you know, what, what should happen in that situation? Uh, Kadar, would you mind addressing that? Well, when you look at that situation, this is tell us as in all things that we have to deal in wisdom. This is Colossians 4, verse 5. Says, walk with wisdom towards them that were out, keeping the time. The reason why we had to bring that scripture out is that we keep the commandments, and we understand that, and as well as the members of our church, like Christ brought out, my brother, my sister, and so forth, are they of of, of the church? Paraphrases. So we understand that dealing with the ones that's amongst us, we deal differently than the ones that's out there in the world. If you go to chastise someone's child that's out there in the world like that. You're most likely going to get yourself into a lawsuit or even into a fight or something of that nature. So you have to be careful when dealing with that, and you may take the child and have him speak to his parents and let them know what was going on with the child, but you shouldn't put your hands on that child that you don't know because you could also be arrested. Right. Okay. It's a very tricky situation. Uh, actual situation uh, happened to me. I was working in a school. And it was one uh, boy, he was going to push another boy 
down the stairs and I was there. So I didn't put my hands on him, but I elevated my voice. I said, hey, what are you doing? You better stop that. And so he looked at me and immediately he stopped, but I didn't put my hands on him because just like Brother Kadar said, you, if I would have put my hands on him, I would have been liable. Even if it was in uh, a situation where he was threatening another person's life, they would have automatically, oh, well, you shouldn't have done that and put you in. So we have to be wise as serpents but harmless as doves and be aware of what the situation is. Now, if it was the brother's Kadar son that had done it, then he would have got his butt spanked because I know Kadar, Kadar knows me, and it wouldn't have been that kind of problem. But a lot of a lot of things in this world, if you grab somebody or touch somebody's child, they're gonna be they're not even gonna think about what the child has done wrong. They're not even gonna hear it. They're just gonna attack you. And, and when you say and put your hands on him, you do, you do you do mean uh, you know striking him for punishment? You know striking. Yeah, him exactly, like exactly. Going according to the same scriptures that we we spoke of, we nothing outside of that. Right, you're not you're not speaking in terms of uh, restraining him from uh, hurting the child. You're not no, speaking in terms no, of no, no type of uh, kung fu blows, anything like that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> right. But I mean, None of that. You know, like here here in the, in the states, there, there are some areas where they have a that if you see uh, someone getting beat down, that you have to do something about it. You can't just walk away from it and just forget about it. You got to do something. You know, if 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 it's nothing else other than just call the police. You know, uh, you've got to do something. Um, so, in in a situation like that, you know, you got two children, uh, or more than two. You know, you got this child is being beat down by two other children. You know, you you don't strike any one of the kids, but you take the two that are uh, uh, dishing out the, the punishment and, and you make them stop. You know, so there's nothing wrong with that. Is that right? No, no, there's nothing okay. wrong with that. All right. Um. Kakongabari, do you have any comments on that at all? No, I was, no, no, that's clear. Okay. Now, some of the scriptures that came out today really shed light on spanking as a form of discipline. According to the scriptures, are there any guidelines as to how often children should be spanked and for what reason? I think we kind of touched on that a little bit. Um, I'll just read the scripture again. It's, uh, this is Ecclesiastes 30 and 11. It says, give him no liberty in his youth and wink not at his folly. So what it means, wink, it means overlook that foolishness that's in them. So if your child comes up and he, he lies or he smacked the sister in the head, you have to deal with that. It doesn't mean, depending on what the situation is, it may need to call for, uh, a beating on the side that may not maybe talk to them or they don't understand or something that they're doing is wrong. But whatever they're doing is not supposed to be overlooked. Whatever wrongdoing they're doing is not supposed to be overlooked. It's supposed to be dealt with. And it's really something that I have to go, go to the parents dealing with the child and say, okay, is this cause for a beating or is this a cause for you don't understand this, let me speak to you and tell you mm-hmm. so that you do understand but um, I think Christ said it perfectly. Uh, let's go to the book of Matthews. Let me just find a scripture. One second. I think Christ said it perfectly. Go ahead. 
Okay, while, while you get that, I was going to read right in that same chapter that you read, just at the, oh, at the beginning. Go ahead. It says, he that loveth his son causes him on kill the rod, that he may have joy of him in the end. So it's letting you know that if you truly love your children, when they do wrong, you're going to let them feel that rod often. And, you know, sometimes it's going to be often. If they're doing wrong every day, you're correcting them, you're talking to them, you're teaching them, especially, you know, if they're a hard-headed child, they might get the, the rod often, maybe daily. So do it with measure, deal in patience, talk to them, because the rod isn't always the first solution, but you talk to them and deal with them, and then if they're not listening, you give them that chastisement. It's that he that chastises his son to have joy of him and shall rejoice of him among his acquaintance. He that teaches his son grieveth the enemy, and before his friends he shall rejoice of him. And that's such an important point because we have to understand that when we're not teaching our children, the enemy is happy. And the enemy is allowed to what? Lock them up, have them in their jail system, working for free, and so forth. Because now they're in the hands of Satan. But if we're dealing with them according to the scriptures, they're going to grow up and fear the Lord and serve the Lord rather than falling into to the snares of this world and growing up as evil men. Right. I'm going to read this. This is uh, Luke 12 and 47. And this is something that Christ was saying. And he said, That servant which knew his Lord's will and prepared not himself, neither neither did according to his will, shall, beaten with, shall be beaten with many stripes. So... It's something if you're speaking to your child time and time and time again, then they're going to have to get more licks than what they would if they, they didn't know any better. We say, but he that knew not and did not commit things worthy of stripes shall be with few stripes. So the Bible gives us a gauge of how to deal with, with all things. If your child didn't understand, it's obviously you got to sit them down and explain it to them, look, this is wrong. Now, once they're doing that, doing that same thing again, then that may be cause for them to get licks on their behind. Hey, can, I, can I add a point to that, too? Absolutely. Go ahead. Just like, the point is that everything, this is what we have to understand, the beauty in the most high, everything he's telling us to do, he does it. That's why he wants us to do it. And, and, and that might sound like an abstract statement, but I'm going to read this scripture in Proverbs 3. It tells you right here, this is the order of the Lord. He deals with us as children, so does he cast enough? He does it because he loves us and wants to have the light at the end. That's why we went to the curses and so on and so forth. That's why we're in the conditions we're in now because that's punishment from the Lord. But I'm going to read this scripture in Proverbs 3, verse 12. It says, For whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth, even as a father, the son in whom he delighteth. So now it's showing us here that if we want to have joy in our children, men and women, we're supposed to deal with them in the admonition of the Lord. We're supposed to show them what's right and what's wrong, thus saith the Lord. Right? But to be able to do that, going back to the other point, we have to know as parents what's right and wrong according to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And this is how the Most High is even dealing with us. So if he's dealing with us like that, who are we not to deal with his children that he gave us to manage and guide and nurture like that? That's why we got to return to the Lord. Ultimately, for us to get it right, we got to repent and do things according to the blessing of the Lord. 
Okay. Uh, you know, this uh, show that we're doing today, you know, there, there's some people that are listening right now that may be crossing the line on actually disciplining the child and going into abuse. Okay. And if they're not listening today, there may be some point in the future that they may actually listen to a recording of the program, you know, and they are actually involved in an abuse at the time. But those people, and I kind of like to get each of you to respond to this, uh, tell them something that would help them out. You know, what what is it that you would say to them at this moment? If, if Like, for example, the uh, couple that tied their son up outside for three days, you know, Somebody like that, if you were able to speak to them, you know, on day one, what what kinds of things would you tell them? Kavar, would, um, would you start off? Yeah, I would, the, well, the scripture speaks best in Ephesians 6. And children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. So as the brothers have been bringing out, the first thing that we have to understand is that the parents have to be in the Lord. And when they're in the Lord, meaning they're keeping the commandments and following the teachings of Jesus Christ, then the children are supposed to obey that. Um, Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. So once they're keeping the commandments, they're able to teach it to their children, and the children are able to honor their father and mother by walking and following the commandments as the Heavenly Father gave, which is the first commandment with promise because the promise is that if you keep the commandments, that you're going to live long upon this earth. The commandment, the promise is also if what? If you break the commandments, your life is going to be cut short. And that's why we see a lot of these young kids and teenagers dying in the streets. That is um, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath. This is the point. We're not supposed to provoke our children to wrath. We're not supposed to be abusing them. We're supposed to be teaching them, instructing them. And it goes on to say that because it says, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. So when we're dealing with children, it's not just all beating their butt punishing them, but it's bringing them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Nurture is caring for something, showing it love, showing it affection, dealing with that thing which is, in this case, isn't a thing, that person which is a child, you're dealing with them in a way that you're bringing them up, encouraging them, and showing them how to grow and develop in the Lord. You're not just always attacking them and beating them down, but you're nurturing them and bringing them up in the admonition by speaking to them and dealing with them according to the scriptures. Those that are out there abusing their children, um, hitting them with irons, burning their feet in hot water, beating them to the point that it's abuse, the Most High is going to deal with them too because you're provoking your children to wrath, and that should not be done. Right. Okay, great. Good day, everyone. Uh, would, you, would you care to address the same thing? You know, what would you yes. say to someone who's involved in abusing their child right now? Uh, Ephesians 4.26, it says, Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. So, you know, a lot of times children do things that highly upsets their parents. So it's okay to be angry, but the Bible says sin not. Because some people, they get angry, like we explained before. It's like, I'll... I'll kill that little so-and-so. Just let me get my hands on him. In that moment, that's where you need to take a step back, reflect, and listen to the point where it says sin not, because then now you're going into anguish, anger, malice, hatred, bitterness, which the Scripture says what we have to put away from ourselves. 
It says, let not the sun go down upon your wrath, meaning you're supposed to deal with that situation. Sit down with a child. You're going to chastise him. Then chastise him and get it over and done with. Don't let that linger. They let it linger for over three days. Entertaining, like the next verse says, neither give place to the devil. That's what they wanted to do. Rather than looking at the scripture and say, okay, what does the scripture say? How should I deal with this child now? But they got caught up into anger and malice, and they came out of the spirit of the Most High, if they were even in the spirit of the Most High. And that's where it goes when you're not dealing with the scriptures. These are the things that will happen. Okay. All right. And Kakongabar, um, uh, same thing. Uh, those parents that may be involved in abusing their child at this point, uh, you know, or may, maybe at some point in the future they may be tempted. What would you have to say to them? I got the. I'll start in Proverbs 3, I'll start in verse 5. It says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not to thy own understanding. This is the point. We're not supposed to chastise them according to our will. We're supposed to chastise them according to thus says the Lord. So don't lean to your understanding. I'll read on. It says, In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. So if we fear and dealing with the word of the Lord correctly, you won't have a parent tying a kid up to a tree for three days because that's not in the scriptures. You won't have a kid uh, doing WWF third rope maneuvers, jumping off on the kid with an elbow. You won't have any of that because that's not in the scriptures. So if we let, he'll deal with his will in us. So that's what we have to do. We can't go into our own understanding. And then I'll read the last verse that I wanted to bring out of the section. It says, be not wise in thine own eyes, fear the Lord, and depart from evil. Because anything that we do that's outside the guidelines of the Most High, what he told us to do, is evil. So when you get in your mind because you're angry, like the brother said, don't go into anger and give place for the devil. When you're doing that, what are you doing? You're doing wickedness and evil inside of the Lord. The Most High gave us concise, clear instructions on how to deal with our children. You can give a damn about the psychologist, or the social worker, whatever. You're talking about because it's foolishness. It's men's mind. It's saying we're supposed to trust in the Lord and let him direct that. That's what we okay. have to do. Okay. You know, there, there's, there's been a lot of scriptures that have been brought out today about, you know, correcting a child, discipline, and so forth, and, you know, involving spanking, striking the child, corporate punishment. But uh, is, 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 there, is that the only way to discipline your children? According to scriptures, are there any alternatives to disciplining your children, uh, to correcting them and training them and, and uh, you know, helping them grow up? Uh, if you would you mind addressing that? Well, like we read before, the scripture says, the rod and reproof give of wisdom. So it's not just the, the licks that you give them on the side is, is you teaching them and bringing them up in the way, the way which is Christ, so they will learn and understand, so they won't go into those, into that foolishness. So it's a balance between the rod and teaching them, which is right according to the Bible, not according to the world or Doctor Spock's book of rearing children. It's teaching them the scriptures and then balancing with the rod on their backside. Okay. Uh, Kadar, would you would you mind also expounding on the same thing? Some things that uh, other things that you should do with your children, other than spanking them, because we understand that that is important. 
But, uh, you know, could you expound also some other things uh, according to the scriptures that you should do with your children? <clears throat> kind of emphasize what those things are. I'm sorry, uh, Kakonga Bar, uh, I just stepped out for a moment. Uh, would you okay. mind expounding on that a little bit? We've got two minutes left. Okay, well, let's go back to what the brother brought up. And I'll read the scripture again. I repeat, but it's, it's, it's right up right to the point. And I'll read verse 17 with it. It says, The rod and reproof give his wisdom, but a child left himself brings his mother in shame. So now no one wants their child to grow up to be a drug dealer. Well, I shouldn't say that. I don't know what is going on with the people's mind, but a rational person wouldn't want their child to be grow up to be a dope dealer or a murderer. Oh, I'm proud of my son. He's a murderer. So what? it's just not opening up in a can or you know what and dealing with your children. It's teaching them and instructing them, like the scripture said in Ephesians 6 and 4, in the admonition of the Lord. Because come, can I bring out this scripture real quick? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. It's Ecclesiastes uh, 30 and 13. It says, chastise thy son. So that's all the licks teaching everything, and it says, and hold them to labor. So put his put is behind to work. A lot of these kids, they got the Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, watch on the TV. They're not doing no chores. They're not washing no dishes. They're not cooking. They're not doing nothing. Give them some chores to do. Put them to labor. You know, the scripture says idleness teaches much evil, and that's what a lot of these children they're idle. They don't have anything. They'll tell you yourself, oh, we don't have anything to do. Well, I got something for you to do. Take out that garbage. Cut the lawn, but not on the Sabbath. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and there's another scripture I want to bring out real quick before we go. It's Proverbs uh, 13, 24. It says, he that spareth his rod hateth his son, but he that loveth him chastens him between. So if you don't chastise your child, you don't love them, you hate them. And the Mosai says says this. Let me read this real quick. Quickly. About if you Okay. If you if you don't chastise your son, you sow in hatred towards your towards your son. So how's the most high view you? Oh, let me get the scripture quick. How much time we got left? We right? have to just stop on that point. Uh okay. we're out of time now. Uh brothers, I really appreciate uh you participating in all the comments you have. Uh most high next question. Brothers and sisters, thank you for visiting with us in the virtual living room of the Body of Christ Church. You can visit our website at thebocc.com or you can email us at bodyofchrist at youreach.com or call us at 877-871-871. 1712. Until our next visit, the Most High in the name of Christ bless you. Shalom.